Hello, you're listening to the Achieve With Me podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm your host, Rachel Gilfrin, and I'll be spending the next few minutes chatting to you about what achieving, winning, and success mean to you. As a life coach, in my opinion, all of these things are very closely linked to having a positive mindset. And this has come up a lot for me in my journey towards success within my career. In fact, it still does. I'll be sharing my own highs and lows in the last 13 years of my career, plus a good deal of confidence and communication techniques that you can start implementing today. I really hope you enjoyed today's episode. Hello and welcome to episode four of the Achieve With Me podcast. Thank goodness it's Friday. I tell you what, it's been a great week here in the UK. For the first time in so long, we've seen the tiniest glimpse of spring coming, which has certainly lifted my spirits. I've really noticed the lighter evening so much more as well, which has definitely helped motivate me. So I hope you've had the same benefits as well. So today I wanted to chat to you about confidence, mainly in the workplace, but also outside of that workplace and our personal perception of where we are with confidence. So understanding where you are with this and how to improve it is certainly something that will help propel you towards success, which I know we all want. So we hear about confidence all the time and often we'll use it in a sentence when describing our comfort level with doing a task. So for example, you might say, I'm confident I can finish this proposal by the end of the day. Or I'm not confident to lead the meeting by myself. We think we have a fairly good understanding of what this is and where we are with it. So for the avoidance of doubt, let's have a look at a definition. So a definition I have just taken is the feeling or belief that one can have faith in or rely on someone or something. So I guess inner confidence is based on us relying on our own abilities. Within the workplace, confidence is especially important as quite often our managers and directors their confidence in us will be just the thing that either supports us or holds us back from progressing. Now, I do want to quickly address a sort of elephant in the room, really, when it comes to discussing workplace confidence. And that is the confidence gender gap, I suppose, if you want to call it. Now, if we take a look at your average corporate environment, there have been so many disparities between men and women that have caused frustration over the years and still today. If we use something like the gender pay gap as an example, many businesses are aiming to eradicate this, which is great news and progress is definitely being made. But another example is the balance of men and women in positions of authority, such as middle management or sort of heads of roles. More concerning, though, is the percentage of women who make it onto boards of directors. Now, I saw an article on Catalyst that stated that um, during an analysis of more than 8,600 companies, it showed that women held 16.9% of all global board seats in 2018. That's less than 17%. Now, 
it might not be the top of your agenda and making it to the board of directors might not be of interest to you at all. But the common factor with these disparities has come down to confidence. Studies have shown that at work, women are significantly less self-assured than men and less likely to sort of self-promote or put themselves forward. And this is usually, it's usually down to fear of a negative perception. However, as I'm sure, sure we certainly know, the research then continued to find that there was actually no gap between performance or ability in men and women. The difference was totally a matter of self-perception. So how we're, how we're perceiving ourselves. So really what this tells me is if we want to continue to progress, confidence is just as important as competence. So we've established the reality out there and what's going on. We can see how important it is to keep growing in confidence. But how do we get there? Building confidence, like changing your mindset really, does not happen overnight. In fact, I think of it as a constant work in progress. I don't want this to sound daunting, but as we discussed last episode, once you master something, it comes completely naturally. Now, if you lived in the same place, drove the same car, and did the same job for the rest of your life, chances are you'd become pretty confident in your day-to-day routine and practices. Why wouldn't you? There wouldn't really be anything new to expect. But if you are listening to this podcast, I'll bet that you are ambitious. You have goals and you want to achieve your version of success. In order to get there, we really need to accept the fact that we won't always be able to control confidence, especially in task-based situations. There's too many moving parts. It's almost impossible to feel confidence in trying something new every time. So... I'm here to tell you, if you've been focusing on building confidence in one particular area of your life, whilst I commend you for it, when things change and something else new comes along, like a new relationship or a child or a new job, it's most likely that you're going to be back to panic stations. There's a phrase that illustrates this, and I can't find out who originally stated this. I have had a look, but there's so many iterations. Um, But the phrase is new level, new devil. I don't know if any of you have heard that before, but we really put people who are ahead of us in life on a bit of a pedestal. And a lot of the time, the assumption is that they are totally confident. But every time you change something in life, new challenges present themselves. Life doesn't necessarily get easier. We just get better, better at adapting. So I guess if we can learn to appreciate ourselves and channel that inner confidence, it'll be so much easier to adapt to the things that life throws at us over the years. So I think we should be looking at some tips for improving that inner confidence Now, I'm just going to run through five of these tips because I truly think that these are powerful when they become part of your routine. But just remember, it's not a do it once and everything will be fixed. This is about cultivating a mindset. So I'm going to start going through these and I want you to think about ways in which you might be already doing these or not doing these at the moment. So number one, 
Get out of your comfort zone. Stretching your comfort zone results in higher self-esteem. Now, the thought of this might sound terrifying, which is why it's good to start off small. Now, try and have a think about that thing that you've wanted to do for some time, but just kept putting off. So in a work capacity, this could be anything from calling that customer who was particularly aggy last time you spoke to them. Or it might be speaking to your boss about a potential pay increase. You might have put it off because you didn't know how to handle it. But all we need is a bit of preparation. (laughs) Now, get creative and I want you to list all possible outcomes that might occur from doing this thing that you've been avoiding. And when you rationalise them, I just want you to try and be okay with all of them. Now, the scale could be from something that's extremely likely to come out of it to something that's very unlikely to come out of it. But hopefully by assessing that scale and working out the most likely one, you'll be able to make peace with all of those outcomes. Number two is trying to get clear on what your worst case scenario is. So it's a bit like the previous point, really. Um, When we're looking at being okay with outcomes, it sounds quite counterintuitive, really. But lack of confidence simply comes from the fear of a future outcome. So start by writing down areas of your life that you know you lack confidence in. So this doesn't have to be anything to do with the workplace. So, for example, if you're lacking confidence in dating, the likelihood is that the future outcome you fear is rejection. And, spoiler alert, rejection in some way or form will most probably be the outcome for most of these fears. Tell me if I'm wrong. So, number three... This leads me from the previous point about rejection, and this is why this is so important. Number three is embrace rejection. Sounds a bit of a strange thing to say, right? So (laughs) let me try and explain. I think I did an Instagram post on this a few months ago, but it's basically about becoming okay with hearing no and it being the path to total emotional freedom. So I follow this chap online called Noah Kagan. I don't know if you guys have seen him, but he created this concept called the coffee challenge. So what you do is pop into your local coffee shop and after you've ordered and they're ringing it into the till, lean over, maybe not that close in a COVID world, hopefully you have your mask on anyway, um, and say, hey, can I have 10% off? Now, usually they'll look at you totally perplexed at this point. Don't worry, that's normal. They might say, like, um, no. Or quite often, they might say, why? Do you have a discount card or... And then you just have to shrug and say, no, I just wanted to see if I could get a discount. Can I? And honestly, I've done this and it feels so awkward and weird at first. But after you've inevitably paid full price for your coffee and walked off. (laughs) It's both hilarious and invigorating at the same time. I can't really explain it, but by doing this regularly, you start to feel like you put yourself in that situation of embracing rejection and you've made it on your terms. So when something happens in life where 
you're rejected and you were hoping for a different outcome, you're used to that feeling. So number four is personal power or personal integrity. And I talk about this quite a lot with my clients because I think it's a real eye-opener. You see, day to day, we make lots of different promises and commitments. And it's not just to other people, it's to ourselves as well. How many of you have agreed to do something with a friend or colleague or family member or something, but known full well when he said it that you weren't actually planning to do it? It's like when you see someone in the street that you haven't seen for a while and you say, oh, we must, we must go for lunch soon. You probably won't make any attempt to arrange it. But why? The same goes for our promises to ourselves, really. I'll say things to myself all the time like, right, tomorrow morning I'm going to get up early and go for a run. And then when I actually wake up, I talk myself out of it. I tell myself that my sleep's more important and, you know, I don't really need to do this. I can do something later on. The problem is, every time we don't follow through on a commitment, our subconscious mind logs this as a default on a promise. Then we begin we begin to not trust ourselves. It might sound trivial, but when you want to go for something like a new job, your mind hears the commitment, but it doesn't believe you. You've heard the phrases self-sabotage and getting out of your own way. This is what's happening. Keeping your word to yourself and others is the best way to build trust in yourself and therefore confidence. And when you think about it, it's also a lot kinder in the long run because when you start considering all the ways in which you make promises but don't follow through on them, it might cause you to say next time, actually, no, I'm really sorry, I'm not going to be able to make that. And then you're just making a commitment up front and you're being honest. So there's no disappointment after that. And number five is a bit of an exercise for you to do because, you know, I love getting you guys to put pen to paper. So make a list of 10 reasons why you are great. Now, I think you should do this at least once per month, weekly, if you can stomach it. Um, And think about all sorts of different things on this list. So think about any particular skills that you might have in your work. Think about any characteristics that you might have. And think about the reasons that people love you. Things you do for them. Intentions and values that you have. Um, And include things like any time you've done something that made you really proud. It's really important to remind ourselves of these things. Um, But it also prompts ideas for things that we can do to try and increase our own self-love. I suppose the reason for that is because it'll highlight anything that we're not doing on that list. But it's a really powerful exercise. And by utilising this exercise, along with all these other things that I've mentioned about sort of getting out of your comfort zone, embracing rejection, and remaining in integrity with yourself... These build that personal power up and therefore the confidence will grow. So as I mentioned, I'm just giving five points today. Um, But the reason behind that is because I like to keep these episodes short so you can listen to them on a journey or a walk. And I know that there's going to be other episodes on confidence coming up soon. So I'm going to share some tips. 
Um, but I really think it's more important for you to be able to digest these points and actually try and implement them into your life. So to recap then, confidence in the workplace is important for progression. As important as confidence as we highlighted from the statistics we went through. And sometimes we become frustrated with what can feel like injustices. But finding that inner confidence in yourself is the first step to building long-term resilience. And I encourage you to start trying these tips today. Sometimes we might feel like we have to sort of turn up some of our characteristics to get noticed in the workplace. But ultimately, the most important thing is growing your confidence naturally and having a genuine air of surety around you rather than trying too hard to come across a certain way because people can see through it and also people will be able to tell that it's not genuine. Remember, new level, new devil. This is not going away. So in the meantime, I would love to hear if any of you have tried these out and any feedback or takeaways from today's podcast. As ever, if you like the episode, please leave me a rating and a review. And remember to hit subscribe to be notified when the next episode is going live. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you like what you heard, please do leave me a rating and a review. And remember to hit subscribe. For more tips and techniques, follow me on Instagram at Rachel Harriet Coaching. Thanks so much. Have a good day.